Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're going to walk you through buying an investment property from the very beginning all the way to signing the contract at the end. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you all the tips and tricks that go into owning a rental property. Today, we're going to do a very special episode because my co-host, Mr. Eric Dixon, specializes in this. I think I would say you are the expert on this more than anybody else in Arizona. Ooh, that's right. That's, a tall, that's a tall order. You got this. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right into this today. The episode is about purchasing investment properties. Awesome. We've talked, we've talked about, you know, like touched on this, danced around it in other episodes, but we're really going to go into the process. Um, it's a question that we kind of take for granted because, you know, when it happens, it just goes right into the pipeline and we get it done. So Today, let's start right at the beginning, Eric. I'm an investor. I got a home. I'm interested in purchasing a rental property. What do I need to know before I even pick up the phone and or do an internet search and find a real estate agent? All right. So yeah, let's start there. As as Ben alluded to, I'm super passionate about uh, about investing in real estate, whether it's for your own home, for a rental, for whatever, Airbnb, vacation rental, whatever you want to do. Like buying real estate is my favorite type of investing. I fail at other types like cryptocurrency and stocks. And, and <laughs> we all, all that, fail. All we all fail at that. Yeah, dude. I, uh, every time I lose money, I'm like, dude, why didn't I just buy more real estate? Yeah. I believe in it. And I have seen it happen not only in my own life, but our clients and, and so forth. So um, if you are sitting there considering, or you already own properties and you want to buy more, or you want to just kind of feel feel out um, what we suggest to do. The biggest thing is you need to determine your why. You know, right. Ben, why do you want to invest? Is it because I call it, I asked a lot of people if they just have FOMO, if they have the fear of missing out. Yeah. Because real estate's a hot topic. On the news, CNN, Fox, whatever you're listening to, it, there's always real estate is doing really good or really bad. It's and never they like, both feel like times you yeah, should buy. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> well, I feel like I, I need to buy. Everyone's buying. And then yeah. it crashes. It's like, I need to buy. Yeah. It's so by the dip. Um, and it's one of the frequent questions we get is now a good time to buy. And I am a believer in it is always a good time to buy if it makes sense. Like, yeah. well, don't buy just to buy, but buy and use an expert that knows how to buy investment properties like our like our brokerage to uh, to help you do it. So determine your why. Are you doing it for cash flow? Are you doing it for retirement? Are you doing it as a tax a tax haven, you know, to help you on your personal or your business taxes? Determine your why and help you know help your agent or your broker realize you know that's why I want to invest. Um, another thing you want to determine whether it's before or after you talk to your broker is um, if you'll be self managing or if you have a property manager for two reasons. One is location wise, right? It's like hey, if you live in Gilbert, Arizona, you probably don't want to self manage a property that's an hour and a half away. Right. But if you're self managing it, maybe you put a 10, 15, 20 mile radius, you know, or something. Yeah. So that'll help. And then the other is when we determine return on investment and and crunch the numbers and everything else, if you're hiring a management company, you need to factor in the management fees. It's just one of the hard costs that you have right. to expense for. If you're self-managing, sure, there's less fees, but you're going to spend a lot of time. And we, we've talked about that a hundred times. So um, another thing you want to determine going into it is, okay, ask yourself how much cash or liquid reserves I have access to. It doesn't mean you need to drain every penny you have, but let's say you have $50,000 or a hundred or 200,000, $300,000, whatever it is. 
Is that going to be a down payment and you're going to get a mortgage? Or is that going to be, hey, I just want to buy something outright cash? Or do you want to do you want to look into uh, different things like co-op or partner up uh, with other investors we have and so forth? Um, and so if you know those things and then you call your broker, I can tell you the people that call that say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is how much cash I got. I can tell if they're hot or if they're like, oh, dude, we're, they're actually going to buy and we, we can do that. Or if you don't know the answers to any of those questions, call us or call your broker anyway Yeah, <laughs> you know, get, get the ball rolling. Right on. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned the, the liquid cash reserves, it makes me think of, you know, we get sometimes people like, I just bought this property. I got to rent it in a week. Because the, after that, I'm, you know, like yeah. in the negative and I'm going to start losing money. And it's like, man, maybe you should not have bought a property. Like yeah. you should have thought this through a little more. Yeah. No, the, the, and that's a lot of what, you know, we'll get, we'll get to it a little bit later here, but it's like, we run those scenarios. It's just a different type of buying a property. If you've bought a house for you and your wife or kids or whatever, that's one way to buy. It's emotional. It's, you know, yeah. looking at the colors and different things, but buying a rental is just a totally different experience. Yeah. So to that point, is it important? I mean, obviously we're a little biased here, but is it important to find <laughs> an agent that specializes in investment and rental type properties or does any real estate agent, you know, will do the trick? Yeah. So it's yes, yes and no. Um, it doesn't mean that they need to only specialize in investments only. Like even our real estate, myself, uh, our real estate team members and agents here, they help investors, but they also help friends, family referrals, their, their warm circle, you know, that sort of thing. But they need to at least know and have done it before. Like it is a different ball game. Um, I took a few notes just so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't miss it. But if you're buying a home for, let's say Ben, you and your wife and kids, you're looking at school districts and yes, you're looking at school districts as an investment too, but it's different. It's like, no, these are my my kids and they specialize in the needs of my kids and so forth. When it's an investment, yes, you want a good school district in general, but it matters less. You know, it's more yeah. about the financials. Um, and like in a normal, um, I call it normal, but like in an owner-occupied transaction where you're going to move sure. into it. Traditional real estate. Traditional agent. transaction. Yeah, you'll make the offer. You'll have inspections. You'll do the due diligence period, the financing. You'll close in 30 days or less. That's awesome. All of that applies to your uh, investment property. But in addition to that, and this is where I took some bulleted points here, you'll determine, we will determine the rental range for you. Like, hey, if you do nothing to the property, you'll get this. If you do X to the property, you'll get, you'll get this uh, results as far as your rental rate. We'll get estimates and bids during the, for rent-ready work that needs done after closing. We'll do your ROI calculations. So what's your return on investment, your cash-on-cash cash return? year one, two, three, five, 10, 20 years down the road. What does it look like? Uh, we budget for the major repairs. So the HVAC replacements, um, roof replacement, water heater replacements, you know, you factor those in. When you're just buying for your family, sometimes you'll factor that stuff, but you're kind of like, oh, the roof, the roof has five or 10 years left. It's fine. Sure. And you just move in. And then when the roof goes out, you just kind of figure it out. When you're an investor, you're like, no, this is I, this needs to make sense. Like, I don't want this to be a money pit. Um, the uh, the other stuff we'll do as far as uh, in the, while you're still in escrow, we can pre-market it for rent, and then we'll just be that one-stop shop. Whatever you need, it's the if you want it, um, you know, carpets replaced right after closing. If you need us to go there, you know, before, after, whatever it is, we kind of just make it a smooth transition to get at least versus. If you have an agent that just sells houses, they could be an awesome agent, 
But as soon as it closes, they just say, hey, give these keys to your property manager. Good luck. Yeah. And it's like, we run into nightmare situations sometimes when that's yeah. the case. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you talk about we, you know, do the buy to the property management because that's what we do is property management. But I, I have a friend who just purchased a home and it, the realtor who purchased the home told him, I'll manage it for you. I'll property oh, yeah. management. And I said, oh, who does he work for? He said, oh, he just does it himself. I said, does he manage any properties? He said, no, this is his first one. I said, man, okay. you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be number one. <laughs> like that's a, that's a big step, you know, from yeah. buying a house to managing it as a rental. It's like, you might yeah. want to get another opinion there, but you know. No, it's interesting that one of the frequent issues that comes up and I, this is not a, a negative or a slight on real estate agents. I am one of them. I look, I, I did it for many, many years, even before I got in property management, but they're really good at selling homes and finding good quality homes. They're not garbage homes, but then they tell them that it's going to rent for whatever Zillow says or whatever Redfin says, or, you know, whatever this algorithm says online and they're not running true rental comps. And sure. So, you know, the buyer buys it, they hire us to manage it and they say, Hey, I want to rent this house for uh, 3000. And then we're like, oh, uh, market rate is like 2,500. And they're like, no, my agent told me 3,000. Like, well, let me tell you, uh, your agent doesn't know what they're talking about yeah. without you know, being too rude or whatever. And they're, they're just like, no, dude, my mortgage is more than that. I would have never bought this had I known it would yeah. that, you know. And we run it, unfortunately, we run into that more often than not. And it's not the agent's fault. They just don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, they're not, they're not in the day to day. They don't have the yeah. same comps we have where we say we got 10 rentals in this neighborhood. We know yeah. what things are renting for. Yep. And we have, yeah, it's just the market changes week to week with rentals. The yeah. inventory could be super high, super low, whatever. So, um, it is to get back to your question. Is it important that they specialize in investments? Yes. It doesn't mean that's all they have to do. Right. But have they sold rentals before? Show me your track record. You know, if you're not getting things like rental rates with actual comps that you can click through the pictures and see side by side and feel a confidence that your house will rent for that, right? Then maybe look at look at other options or say, hey, I'm gonna have to do some of this myself and not depend on my agent, you know, to do that. Okay. So I've answered all the my questions in my head. I've found the perfect agent, Eric Dixon, at Donkey Property Management. <laughs> I'm going to call you and say, Hey, I want to buy an investment property. What are the first questions you're going to ask me? What should I be prepared to answer? Obviously those first questions we went yeah. over that I have in my head, but what else should I expect? Yeah. So in, I'm looking back at some, most of the calls, they're either existing clients buying more, or maybe it's a new investor. So I want to determine, have they been a landlord before? Right. Because that kind of tells me, do I need to start at step one or can we jump ahead to step 10? Because they already understand how property management or being a landlord works. Um, and so kind of determine that where we're going to start, explain, you know, the, the, even though there are people that we sell homes to that decide to self-manage, most of them come crawling back, you know, sure. but it's, it's more just, they're like, Oh man, I don't, I don't want to give up that small fee every month to, to my bottom line. And then they realize my time's worth more than that. Yeah. So they come back, but those are the types of call conversations. I will absolutely figure out if they're pre-qualified, if they talk to a lender. Um, we have tons of lender relationships, whether it's your conventional financing, portfolio financing, um, some seller financing and creative financing that, that that's becoming more prevalent now that interest rates are, are changing um, and want to find out how much cash they have liquid. So yeah, if you are getting a loan and you have a few hundred thousand dollars available, then your purchase price can be a huge range. Right. If, you're, if you have $50,000 total, 
and you're getting financing, okay, you're you're going to have a very small pool of houses that that are uh, that uh, that could work. So I try and get those answered real quick, and it either nips it and said, "Hey, man, it might not be time for you to buy. Here's why." Or it's like, "No, you're ready," and we get, we go down the uh, go down the path of getting set up on our portal to see houses that are on the market. One thing that we specialize in because we manage so many homes for other owners is we have off market what we call pocket listings. You know, it's kind of a sure kind of an in-house term, but they're listings that aren't listed to the public and the owner doesn't necessarily want to sign a listing agreement and put their sign in the yard and sell it. But they have told us, hey, if you can get me this range, I'll sell it. Yeah. And it's tenant occupied. We manage it. The tenants are usually, you know, good and vetted and and uh, paying on time and so forth. And then we can package together the buyer and the seller. The buyer gets a good deal. The seller saves on commissions. The tenant stays in the home. And those are, that's what we could, that's the ideal situation. Yeah. We retain the management. We represent the buyer and seller and help them, you know, get this good deal on both sides. And it's a win, 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 win. So. Yeah. I, that's something that I never even would have thought was available, but it makes perfect sense. You know, when I start working here, it's like, well, of course, if you're already in management and you're like, Hey, you know, I want to sell this. Does anybody yeah. want to buy this turnkey investment property that has a tenant living in it? Yeah. And of course there's going to be people out there. And and there's, there are, and it's really, it's hard because they don't, they're like, I don't want to put the house up for sale if the lease ends in six months and it's a burden on the tenant. And you know, it's a, it is a hard thing. So we try and do our best to say, Hey, look, let us make this kind of backdoor list and say, Hey, if we have a buyer that matches, I'll call you and say, Hey, I've got a buyer. I've got a seller. We try and match them yeah. together. If it works, boom, we'll get a contract going and, and, and get that, uh, get that problem solved. We really just look at opportunities to, for the seller to win, the buyer to win and the tenants to win at least, you know, cost and frustration to the tenant. Like sure. the, te- the tenant deserves to have quiet enjoyment in the home. Their lease is honored and, and it should be a smooth transaction. So, yeah. And, and a lot of people aren't, you know, I think I know in my mind, and I'm sure other people's, when they're thinking of an investment property, they're thinking of a house that they're going to be turning into a rental. It wasn't before. Yeah. And it's like, there's tons of houses, you know, not just managed by a property management company, but that are rentals that are passing from yeah. owner to owner. And it's sometimes it's just, I want to get out of the landlord game. Yeah. You know, so like, hey, this is fine. It's doing great for me. I'm getting the money, but I'm happy to sell this if you got another investor oh, yeah. who wants it. So, oh, and then everybody has a number. I mean, you have to think some of yeah. these investors bought in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Bottom, bottom, bottom of the market. And they've reaped the rewards of great rent for 10, 15 years. And they're like, do you know what? I'm ready to cash out. You know, yeah, and, I'm and done. for the buyer, they're like, well, I wasn't uh, able to buy in 2010. So I can't yeah. even think about what you paid for it. But now the numbers make sense. Rates, uh, rental rates have doubled. Yeah, purchase prices have doubled too. But who cares? The rent, yeah. the rent, the rent's just as high as well. One thing that you just mentioned that I hadn't thought about that we do do is let's say I own a home and I want to upgrade my personal family's home and turn my existing house into a rental. So we do that all the time too. Sure. Where they're like, hey, I want, we need another bedroom. I want a pool, whatever. I want to be in this school district. So we'll help you. With the with your primary residence buy and then convert your existing home into a rental. Right. So there there are some different financing um, things that we can be creative about. There's different strategies with that, but it also there's even small tricks of making sure we close in a month that you the month you close, then you skip a mortgage payment, and we make sure we get the house rented before the new mortgage payment starts. And right, you know, try and just time it to make sure that there's not double payments. 
and that we get at least with a qualified tenant before your new mortgage payments. So you're not right. dipping and, and so forth. So that's the advantage I think too, of using a property management company that's in the market you're going into, you know, there are obviously there's a million great property management companies throughout, you know, the country that are in States, they're in the market, they know those things. And there are bigger ones too, that service a market, but you know, most of their team members live in a different state or live, you know, in a different country even. And there's no shame in that, but they, you know, they're not in the day to day the way we are, where we're like, no, this is the neighborhood you want to live in. This, you know, is the the market. No, there's a certain just you'll be more comfortable too. And there's your boots on the ground in person, you know, agent actually lives there. And, yeah. and, and like I said, there, there are models too, like you said, nationwide models where the property manager lives in another state and manages your house just fine. Sure. But it's probably not the right firm to help you buy the next one. Exactly. If they're not boots on the ground. So yeah. I feel like we're, we're a great expert for the Phoenix, Phoenix and Tucson markets here. Um, even in, in Texas, in that market, we have a local agent that they handle it. I don't handle it. Yeah. I don't know the Texas market, you know? And so, yeah. you know, the, the, agent, I know barbecue, that's it. They got good <laughs> that's barbecue. Right. That's right. After the offer's accepted, we'll take you out for barbecue. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Um, we are not, I am not personally the expert outside of Phoenix, even like we yeah. have an agent down in Tucson, two hours South that I'm the broker over, but I am not the expert to represent you personally on that purchase. Right. You know, we want to use a, a local agent that, no, that's down the street from the office. That's down the street from the house. Hey, we manage the place across the street or, you know, and they, yeah. know that, they know that stuff much better. Okay. So then last question, we find the right property, you know, you and I agree. All right, this is perfect. I'm ready to buy it. In the nitty gritty of it, how is it different from what you said that, you know, purchasing a family from your home, this is more of a transactional, I'm buying a, a rental how is that different? Wait, where does it fall on the, the spectrum there? Yeah. So the uh, two words that come to mind is it's an emotional purchase versus a financial purchase. Right. Emotionally, you think about just go with your, your spouse and kids to go look at houses. It's emotional. It's how you react to things. It's how you like the cabinets and the layout and the yeah. view on the deck and whatever it is, right? Uh, as a rental, you don't want to buy a blah house, but some of that stuff just doesn't matter. It's like, no, it has four bedrooms. It's got three functional bathrooms, has a pool or not. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want it to be like, man, there's no yard and all the other houses have yards, but you know, you, you just want something that meets the needs of, of the general area. And it has to make sense on paper when you're investing. Right. As a family, you justify things way too much. You know, you're just like, yeah, it's in the school districts. It's, It's in the church boundaries. I attend. It's in the, you know, hey, Ben's barber is down the street. Like, dude, this is just awesome. You know, and you, yeah, you're like, we'll fix up the stuff that's you'll, busted you'll later. Fix that yeah. later. When you're buying as an investor, you're like, well, I have to fix that stuff just to rent it out. Right. <laughs> you know, and so it's an emotional roller coaster versus a financial roller coaster. Um, when it's financial, everything can be solved with money. It's just how much is it going to cost me? I could remodel the whole house. I could do just countertops. I could do just appliances. We could do paint, do the whole nine doesn't matter what's my all-in cash and what's my return. Yeah. And what does this look like in one, three, five, ten years from now? And so that that's what we try and you know help people do. You know, it's it's a totally different even ball game, even showing houses. With investors, oftentimes they're not even present during a lot of the showings because they're out of state or they're just working right. every day. So we go in all the houses, we take pictures, video, all this stuff, we narrow it down. And then once we have it narrowed down, maybe they'll come out and see it. But when it's a family, 
the agent doesn't go by themselves to show no, it. No, you, you want know. to see it first thing. Usually the wife, or the, I won't even say the wife, the decision maker is the primary contact. Sure. Sometimes it's the wife, sometimes it's the husband. Sometimes it's the kids. Sometimes it's the kids that are like, no, my bedroom, bathroom, you know, they're, they're yeah. driving the deal. So. This is too far from my friends or yeah, whatever. That's right. So I would just say it's emotional versus financial. So if you've had a if you've had a hard transaction and you're like, dude, I just don't want to do that again. Look back, and it's probably because you were sucked into this emotional thing. And understand, similar to investing on TD Ameritrade app or Robinhood, transferring money, and you just care about the return, that is similar to investment. So yeah, you, you know, you're going to wire over the money. You're going to get the low. You're going to get the loan. You're going to hire a management company, and they're just going to handle it. You're yeah. going to get monthly statements. You're going to get you know, 24 hour service. And it's more of a, a financial decision for sure. sure. But paperwork wise and everything, once you, you lay that contract down and they're just initialing, it's pretty much the same, right? Yeah. It, it, and, and that's, what's funny is it's the exact same contract. Yeah. You know, it's whether it's your family or not, it's just, it's different and it's different because you're not living there. You know, it's yeah. not you. It's, it's a family is going to live there. It'll be right for somebody else. Even Absolutely. if it's not right for you. No, yeah. Totally. All right. Well, I think we covered it then from uh, the very beginning all the way to signing on the dotted line. So that's it for us this time. Uh, be sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Five stars really helps out. We appreciate it.